All right, gang, it is time for Puck Off. Andy Picaro and Fraser Smith here in the studios, all things comedy in Burbank, California. And in Jersey, our good friend Joe Barknick. Joe, how are you? What is it? I'm doing fantastic. I'm in the swamps of Jersey, Scotch Plains, the palatial state of the great Mike Marino. We all love uh, Mike Marino, one of the great comedians. He's running, he's running for president. He wants to make America Italian again. I'd vote for Mike. <laughs> right. yeah, my you know, he's if he's infinitely better than the people running. So. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> remember to look. Uh, remember to look this way, guys. Oh, okay. Sorry. Look this way. I was looking at you. Oh, there he is. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're uh, moving towards the uh, season. It's almost here. Yeah, Atlantic Division preview, but tons of notes. Uh, first of all, I want to thank everybody who's watched my special on All Things Comedy YouTube page. And I uh, thank Frazier for hosting Saturday at the Improv. But a lot of people were saying nice things about the special, so I just want to thank them before we do anything. So thank you, everyone who's watched, shared, complimented, enjoyed. Even if you hated it, thanks for watching it. Well, we certainly enjoyed it. Andy and I watched it. It was really good. Uh, it's amazing. And how much material? You had such a lot of great material, Joe, in that special. Thank you. Yeah, unbelievable. And we had to see Andy take a nice check. And he yeah. took check like a good defensive defenseman. And he was a star in that uh, video, too, man. He was great. Well, the real gauge of how, how well it did was, you know how YouTube, I read the comments because I'm like, they always tell you not to read them, especially when it's your friends. And they were like all positive. When does that happen on YouTube? Yeah, that's like, pretty like, good. Like, there was like three, I hate I this guy, what's he talking about? But usually that's most of them. But oh, most of yours are positive. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Whenever I have a friend who has a special go up, it's brutal to read the messages. Yours, they were all coming in positive. Oh, thank you, knock on wood, for spreading the good word. Uh, not spreading the good word, <laughs> uh, Mr. Babcock. Mm. Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, we talked last week about it, and, and uh, well, look, he, he didn't make it through the weekend, his <laughs> oh, beheading. Wow. Yeah. First coach you know, to I, be fired before coaching a game. Is Ever. that right? History Is that true? Of the NHL. Yeah. First, oh, there's wow. people who've been medically not able to coach after they were hired, but he's the first one to ever be fired before he could coach Jeez. a game. Wow. Without wow. getting into the minutia again, is it ever going to fall on Kukalainen? That besides being terrible for most of his tenure, other than, you know, hey, trading puke for line A was, was, a, was a good deal, and getting Johnny Hockey to move there is a good deal. But other than that, he's been three shades of terrible. And then he hires Babcock. And did he not read him the riot act? Did he not say, hey, don't act like you did the last 30 years? How does he survive as a GM? Well, that is true, too. Uh, But the Babcock thing, what do you guys think about that? I think it's just weird. And I think that the NHLPA and the NHL players and his players didn't want to play for him. The PA went to investigate it. And when they got there... I guess the official story is that a lot of the team, if not most of the team, said that they didn't, they weren't comfortable with it. They didn't want him as their coach. As an employer, I guess I was wrong last week when I said he didn't break any rules. Uh, the, the Players Association very much does not want you taking players' phones and flipping through them, especially leaving the room. And the story that got him was a player went over to have lunch, and he said, let me look at your phone. Took the phone from him for about 15 minutes, left the room with it supposedly, Came back, gave him his phone, said, hey, I'll see you tomorrow at practice or at, or at a meeting. Never got had lunch with him. 
Wow. They didn't oh, say wow. which young wow. Blue Jacket it was because, you know, Boone Jenner kind of got thrown under the bus last week and he was put in a bad spot. So basically, um, this is one of his things is he tries to make guys a little uncomfortable and stuff. It's a really old school thing, but it doesn't mix with the new. When guys are making $10, $11 million, you can't take their phone. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. Can't, you can't go, hey, this I, is know, mine I, now. I have two thoughts and then I would like to move on. One is I want to say, hey, you know, these guys are soft and this is terrible. And, you know, come on, you, you, you know, just be, be tougher than that. Who cares? You guys are men. I guess I guess I have three things to say. That's what I want to say. <laughs> but the reality is he's just creepy. Yeah. That's not <laughs> bag skating somebody. That's not saying you're not tough enough. That's not, you know, running drills or, you know, playing little, little mind games like starting a guy, not starting a guy. That should be a creepy old man looking at some guy's girlfriends on Instagram. I'm sorry. Like, you no, know, it does seem creepy, have, yeah. You can't do that, you know, if you work at Kinko's. You know, I <laughs> mean, point. that's just not allowed in the workplace. Good point. Uh, so that's my second thing. And my third thing is, um, you know, basically a lot of, and I'm quoting Andy or, or um, not misquoting, whatever you say when you kind of quote somebody, I forget the word right now. Paraphrase. Um, when you said, he has a lot of powerful enemies. And a lot in the player association, and they just didn't then want him, not want him around anymore. So once it came up to the players association and Batman, he was gone. Well, the other thing I was thinking is that uh, he should have known better. Being under scrutiny, he knows that he's being watched. Why would he do something like that? I, you know, I, I just don't think. I, I think that he looked at it as, as you know, it wasn't that big of a deal, which was the problem. And and the thing is, is. It's not that huge a deal. He didn't beat up anybody. He didn't get in a car accident and walk away. He's just doing something that's a little bit odd that when you reach a professional level, I mean, just think about it like us. If we met a club owner and he was like, before you work the club, let me see your phone. You'd be, be like, weird. you'd be like, yeah. no, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, I mean, like, it, it, be like how just... many pictures of your freaking dogs do you have? Do you even have a wife and a kid? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah and I say to me, well, let, let, let's yeah. move on. I, I, I do want to give myself a pat on the back here uh, real quickly. Uh, I was talking to an esteemed uh, media guy and we were talking about our, our, our Metro picks from last week. And I said, you know, and I said how what I always say how somehow the Rangers defense is not as good as the sum of their parts. And literally the guy said, That's what Scotty Bowman told me. So ah. not to name drop. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but it's pretty good on, company. Uh, yeah. I'm on the same page as Scotty Bowman. Yeah. Uh, Fraser, if you uh you break it up a little bit, I don't know if it's just oh. on my Zoom. Right. Is that happening to you, Aaron, or is it just my Zoom? Hello, hello. Is that better? No, we're fine over here. Okay, cool. Right on. So here's the big news of the day, or many big news. The rat captain of your Boston Bruins. We saw that coming, right? I didn't. I got to be honest. I'm surprised. I thought he was like a career A guy, and I don't mean that with any level of of, of disrespect to the rat. Really, Yager should have been a career A guy. He never wanted to see. It fell on his shoulder twice. He didn't like it either times. There are some guys that just, um, I don't know. I, I think that making him your captain, he was already a leader. I think making him the captain the way he becomes completely unhinged at times. Uh, I, I just thought they were going to go with Charlie Mack. I thought they were going to go with the guy that we're, we're going to have for another decade. That's I, I, would, I was surprised because of that. Not because, Bert, because Marshawn so doesn't deserve it. 
I just thought Charlie Mack had it locked up. The way he plays, the defenseman up the ice, hits, you know, he's involved, and also has, you know, a, well, a cool head. I think it would be reasonable. I think that's, I think that's definitely the second, a, a, a great choice, and maybe my choice, but I think if Rap wants the seat, how do you not give him the seat? Yeah, you're pretty ha- Yeah, and I think he'd make you a great captain. You know, and, yeah, and the unstable factor, I mean, Dale Hunter was a captain. So, I mean, but he's got know, that Jack energy. Jack Ripper can be your captain if he's the leader of your team. Yeah, but that I was, mean, I, you know, when a, when, a, when, a, when a linesman could say this fight is over and the player could go, no, it's not, and they would listen. You know what I mean? It was a little bit of a different era. <laughs> I think that, that, that Marchand, even though he definitely has the respect of officials, he makes them mad and they go back and forth sometimes. And maybe if he's, you know, having a bad week with, I want to say Tim Peel, even though he's clearly not a referee anymore. If he's having a bad week with somebody, I, I don't know. That's why I just thought it was going to go Charlie Mack. It had nothing to do with uh, with with a Hall of Famer not deserving it. He definitely deserves it. Well, I think no, oh, I just think he's, you know, he's Mr. Bruin. He's the, he's the bridge to the glory years, you know. And, and it, I guess they wanted to stick him around. And it's good, it, it's good for him. It's good for the Bruins. I probably might have went Charlie Mack because he's going to be there a decade, but I can see why having having Rat have it for a couple years. I, I don't see a problem with that. Um, speaking of captains, now there's a theory that Landeskog will be ready for the playoffs. So doing the old Kucherov, <laughs> get the salary cap as high as you can, then bring Landeskog in for the playoffs. I mean, I was already going big with Colorado in next week's central preview, but I mean, Colorado, I mean, they have to be – if he plays in the playoffs especially, they have to be the odds-on favorite to win the Cup next year, in my opinion. Or this year, I should say. I take that back. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, when you look at the fact that it's arguable three of the best ten players in the game are on their team, and that's in McKinnon, uh, Ranton, and McCarr. It's arguable that two of the top five defensemen are on their team in Taves and McCarr. Uh I don't. I don't. I think that the the Colorado's in it until they're out of it for the next seven years. Yeah, like like they're definitely always in it. And yeah, I I, I think that I don't. I don't think anyone in the East beats them in seven. In the West, I, you know, maybe the Kings can pluck through, and maybe you know, I, I always like Dallas no matter what. But yeah, I, I mean, I'd agree with that. If I had to, if I had to make a bet, bet in Vegas, I'd bet them, or I'd bet Vegas. <laughs> Those are the two bets. Well, I here's think. the thing, Frage. Here's the thing, Fridge. They're spending up to the cap, and then they're going to get their captain. Well, <laughs> they're going to have yeah. a full team, and then at Landeskog, uh, you know, April sixteenth. Hey, if he's back, that's a big deal. You know, they they don't need him in the regular season. They need him for Game Five in yeah. Dallas. Yeah, uh, but they are loaded. They're a loaded team. They are, and, and a couple windows more. now. They're young and old. They're the, the the best mix of both. They got green bananas. They got black bananas. Uh, the Ritchie brothers, Brett Ritchie, PTO for the Panthers. Nick Ritchie, PTO for the Bluesers. Josh Bailey, Frazier's friend, PTO on the Sens. Juhar, uh, Juhar, however you say his name, Kara. I like that guy. Big guy. He's been in Chicago, been a bunch of places. PTO the wild. But here's the big one near and dear to our heart. Zach Aston Reese Czar. PTO the Hurricanes. 
Hmm. I I think that's a good move for the Canes. Just it's a, it's a depth uh, position there, and he can play minutes. I mean, he, you don't want him there for important minutes, big time minutes. But I think he's that the, you know to round out your team, he's got a lot of playoff game experience. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for a guy who's just used to suiting up uh, in spring, why not bring him in? He's the perfect Kane. He skates around. He kind of hits people. Doesn't score any big goals, and is an analytic superstar. <laughs> he's, he's, the, he's, he's the perfect Kane. He looks like he's playing hard. He's trying hard. He looks pretty good, but when you come right down to it, he's not really doing anything. He's a perfect Kane fourth liner. <laughs> and uh, other big news in this uh, area of the world: Casey DeSmith, the disgruntled. Casey DeSmith traded to Vancouver, which is, you know, talk it's going to kill him. For Pearson, Tanner Pearson, how the mighty have fallen. Tanner Pearson goes to Vancouver. DeSmith, I'm sorry, Tanner Pearson to, uh, to Montreal. DeSmith to Vancouver. Well, DeSmith didn't last long in Montreal. He lasted, he lasted as long as Babcock did. Well, that's true, yeah. Columbus. <laughs> I got to give this dude in Montreal, Kent Hughes, uh, some credit. Uh, when he made that trade, he said he wasn't keeping DeSmith or uh, Petrie, and he lived up to it. I mean, like right away, he said, I'm getting these guys to trade him again. Uh, I I think I, I like what Montreal's been doing. You know, it stinks that Carey's done. But, um, you know, Montreal's finally kind of getting things together as they lose an all-world goaltender. All righty. Any other news and notes, fellas, before we do our Atlantic preview? I don't know if I had any news or notes. Nothing new here. Yeah, nothing really. We're in that doldrum era where it's like the, the game's just got to start. That's well, what we're all waiting for. I, usually I do watch preseason scrimmages, <laughs> but I've been on the road, so I have oh. not seen any of this. There's a lot of, a lot of physicality out of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Yeah, you know what it is? It's not just Wilkes-Barre. I watched um, – I uh, watched uh, – Bedard, uh, hat-trick game. I watched Fantilli's first game. I've watched a few. Everyone is huge, not just in Wilkes-Barre, or not not just around. Like, all every team I've watched, like, I would say a guy under 6'2", shot at making the league nowadays, is going down. I, I, like, these guys are absolutely massive. Every camp has a 6'7", or a 6'8", guy. Some of them have two or three. The Red Wings have a couple dudes that look like trees. Like, like they, 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 the one thing that's come across to me with these rookie camps, I've watched them here and there, and it's not great hockey because, you know, they're showing off. They're trying. They don't play together all the time. They're trying to – they already know who's on the main camp team and who's going back to their junior team. So it's kind of not the most intense hockey, but the size is, is sticking out. These guys are massive. Do you think some of those it's guys make the, the squad? Yeah, because at a certain point, they all – there's no one there under six two six three, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm, I'm I'm exaggerating. There is, but almost nobody. All these guys are big, so at a certain point in three or four years, your average height in the NHL might be six three. I mean, these guys are getting to be monsters. Now it's become kind of a speed game. Do you think that changes that a little bit when you get these bigger guys in there? No, because they learn how to be fast. They're like Tage Thompson. They learn how to skate. They learn how to use their long stride and get low. I think it's going to be a bigger, more physically. I think it's good news. I think that we're going to go back to, you know, really big boy, you know, late 80s hockey where, you know, if you're under 5'10", it might be a dangerous game for you. 
That's interesting. Yeah, it's going that route. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think there's still going to be room. There's more room for the small guy than there used to be because of the less physicality, but bigger is always better. You know, I, I think they've made strides to let smaller guys play because there's just there's less clutching and grabbing, but it's still a big boys league. And it's still one of these things where who's going to be there uh, April 16th. All right, let's get to the Atlantic Division. My number one seed in the Atlantic is the Toronto Maple Leafs. I just think they have way too many horses. They didn't lose any of the big four. They added Bertuzzi. They added Domi. Um, you know, and um, I like a little bit of their de- They got Klingberg. He should really get to get some points in there um, on the back end, help out a bit. I just think they're going to steamroll teams at the beginning of the year and just score a bunch of goals. And, and, and with Domi and Bertuzzi on one-year deals, they're going to want to score goals. They, they have incentive. Willie has incentive if he shows up to camp, I guess. Uh, Austin Matthews wants to bounce back here. Uh, I, I, I just think you know they have too much going for them right now. I, I, other teams have more question marks. And let's face it, they're a great regular season team. Yep. And I like Simsonov in that. Yeah, uh, I picked the uh, Leafs as well, number one. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, what a great ad. Klingberg, Domi, some nice ads there for them. And they kept their core, like you said. Uh, Samsonov, good goalie. I think uh, I think it's the Leafs in, in the Atlantic. I mean, absolutely. You, when you have three or four forwards, literally that might all hit 100 points, it's hard not to pick your number one. They're going to score way too many goals. They will outscore their problems in the regular season for sure. Like I said, Joe said in April, we'll see, but we're in agreement. Leafs win the division for sure. Now is exactly where it gets tricky, crazy, and ridiculous. <laughs> I can throw, I can put these, I can put like the next six teams in a bag and shake it up and who <laughs> falls out uh, other than the, the, the Habs. I could put second. I really, well, I, in Ottawa, I would say. I, I have no idea. And I was going to go off the board a little bit. And still my, my rankings are completely insane compared to what I, I think I should be saying. But I'm going to play the, I'm going to, I'm going to go straight for the second pick. My second pick, I got Tampa. Um, you know, I know there's all the other teams beneath them got better. They all got chances. They got this. It's still point centering Kucherov and Stamkos. You still got Sorelli. I'm not big on Connor Sheary, but you still got Hagel there. Paul, as you know, is going to have a bounce back here. I like that Isimon kid. I don't like, they don't have a fourth line anymore, but they still got Hedman. They got Sergikov. They're going to have a healthy Cernak. That's a hell of a D with Bogo back there. And Vasilevsky, you think you don't think he's heard that maybe the league's cut up to him a little bit? I, I just there's too many question marks with all the other teams. When you get right down to it, who's going to really stop Point Cooch and Stamkos, Hedman on the power play, and Vasilevsky in net? Uh, at least for second place, who knows what happens? Are they going to be old like a lot of teams end up being old come April? Maybe, but come December, January, February, I like them just winning games five two. Uh, Mister Fraser Smith. Well, uh, Florida barely made the playoffs, and then they made it to the finals, and they got on a roll. And I'm banking on them keeping that momentum. They lost Gudis, which I think is a loss, uh, and Montour is going to be out. Uh, I don't know how long, but he's out. So uh, they've got that. But I still and Bobo didn't have a great regular season, but he played great in the playoffs. I'm counting on their momentum, 
uh, carrying them, uh, and I think they'll be uh, uh, number two. I'm just gonna, I, I am going to do the crazy pick and go with the Sabres here. Um, I just think that that, uh, that the Maple Leafs, Joe, like you mentioned, like that depth just isn't what it, what it was. Uh, it's not even really that close. They've lost. They're probably six players not as deep as they were last year, and probably ten players. You mean Tampa? As, uh, Tampa. That's right. I'm sorry. And probably ten players not as deep as they were the last time they won a cup. Um, it's just what happens after you win. Guys get bigger contracts. They move away. Uh, like you said, they brought in Connor Sheary. That it's not a very big body. It's kind of a gets away from their identity. Uh, I don't think Tampa's a bad team, and I'm gonna you know spoiler alert have them very soon on this list. I just think the Sabers are young and hungry, and they're just gonna pile wins on nights that don't matter. Young guys with something to prove, with a chip on their shoulder, play great on Tuesdays and Thursdays in like late November. Like through March, I just think that the Buffalo is going to turn in an honest season. How do they do in seven games versus a veteran team? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I pick them versus many teams in seven, but I think they're going to pile regular season wins because the Atlantic's wide open and they've just got Tage Thompson. I mean, at the at the end of the day, the answer is Tage Thompson. Well, uh, the Buffalo Sabers came in as my third seed. Um, with everything you said, um, you know, I love Tage Thompson. I love Tuck. That is a you – you got Skinner up there. Cousins is – they're paying to make the Olympic team. Middlestat found his way. Third line of Krebs, Olofsson, and Greenway is good. Agposo, nice captain. Uh, Darlene, I mean, if he wins the Norris, I, I mean, heaven forbid something happens to, to Jesus – uh, you know, of the of the defenseman Makar, I, I, I put Darlene as good a shot as anybody to win a Norris. And Powers coming into his own. They got Clifton. They got Eric Johnson in the back. There's some veteran leadership back there. And I'm a big Levi fan. I think Levi is going to be a really good goaltender. And I think he played pretty uh, I just didn't have the nuts because my rest of my rankings are so crazy. I'm like, I just got to put Tampa second so I don't look like I fell off, off, off hit my head. Um, and <laughs> UPL, you know, uh, up, up, whatever his name is, he's a pretty decent backup goaltender. So I think their goaltending solid. I like, I love Tage, and I, I don't think three is a, you know, is a, is a snot. I don't think I'm knocking him for picking him third. I, I, I think they're a good team. Razor Smith. I had uh, Tampa Bay at three. Uh, they lost Colton, who I love, and I, that's a loss, and Kalorn. Uh, but they kept their core, and they got a great core still, even though, like Andy said, they're down a lot of the guys from when they won the Cup. But And they, and uh, Corey Perry left, uh, Maroon left. Vasilevsky still one of the best. Um, I think they've got enough to come in third. Tampa as well. Vasilevsky's good enough for third, no matter who's, who he's playing on. So I'm, I'm going with Tampa. So now here's where here's where it gets really tricky. <laughs> Cuz I did not I did not pick uh two teams that were that played in the first round last year in one of the greatest playoff series you've ever seen and I'm picking a friend of ours team. I'm going with the Detroit Red Wings out of the blue to just steal away a four seed. From a bunch of other teams that really want it. Uh, I just I think the Brinkat is gonna be a huge asset to Larkin. And I think he's gonna really help Lucas Raymond round out his game. 
And I think that's going to be a completely offensive, offensive first line. I think the Brinkett can pull like some Patty Kane, some uh, Panarin, uh, you know, winger setting up plays, uh, you know, out of those guys. I love that first line. I JT Coffer is a really solid two-three center. You still got Perron. I like Cop. Fabry's going to be healthy. Lynn Costin, such a big pickup. You're going to have him and Rasmussen on the fourth line with that, you know, six foot nine guy from Russia. Uh, I just think Detroit is coming on, man. I I love I love Cider. Talk about another guy that has a ch- chance at a Norris. Him and Wallman, nice young pair. Sherrod and Petrie, just old guys clogging up the lane. Petrie has to be better than he was last year, and for that matter, so the Sherrod. You still got the ghost on a hog. I got I got Mata hanging around there. Reimer is a nice backup, and I like Huso. So my crazy pick for the for the Atlantic is I have Detroit fourth. Razor Smith. Well, I love you for that, Joe. <laughs> but I did not stick with the Homer pick. I went with the Sabers. <laughs> Uh, I like uh, Tage Thompson. He is so good. Uh, Dozens, Tuck, uh, Darlene on defense. And I also like Levi in goal, uh, Joe. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we'll see if he can play as well as he did last year. But I think he's got real potential. Uh, I went with the Sabres at number four. Tear down a wall here. I was going to try and go with Ottawa just to be interesting. But it's the Red Wings. Uh, I mean, the center death. They have Andrew Kopp this year. I, I think this is the year they break through and, and, and they make it. I, I think they make the playoffs this year. Uh, like I said, I want to be different, and I want to say Ottawa. I don't want to say Florida at all, to be honest with you, because I think Florida has to have – Bobrovsky has to, to have an MVP, Vesna, Patrick Waugh, Ken Dryden-like uh, season uh, like he did the last two months of last year for them to have a shot. Um, but I got to go with the wings for everything that Joe just said. I mean, the depth, when you look up and down them, is crazy. At first, I was like, maybe I could pick Ottawa. Ottawa doesn't have a capable centerman, really. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm being a jerk, but I'm, I mean, not really. Valino for Detroit, who we all like, he may not even play. They are that deep at center. Hey, Sprong on the third line of Sprung. Detroit. You yeah. know, Sprung, Sprung's been made fun of, and he had a great year in Seattle. Like, you know, he's going to help Detroit score some big goals. I, I just think, you know, it, it's going to happen this year. You know, Stevie Y, he's put together the plan, and, and this is the year. I mean, your third line is Fabry, Kopp, and Sprong. You're going to score some goals. You're going to play some defense. Their fourth line is going to be bigger and tougher than Tampa Bay's fourth line. At first line, Larkin, R- Lucas Raymond, and Brinkat. That is a top-tier first line. And, you know, I mean, Sider's only getting better. I like that Wallman guy. You just put Sharon Petrie out there, just, you know, swing the wood around for 12 minutes a game. I I just think they're, they have they have less holes than some of the other teams that uh, we're, we're working on here. So, number five, hold your ears, uh, Boston Bruins fans. I have the Bruins at number five. Uh, I just think there's too much change going on there, man. And, just the disappointment. You talk about like a team going to the Super Bowl or going to the Stanley Cup Finals and losing heartbreaker. I mean, they still kind of have to be devastated from what happened last season. And then they lose their top two centers. I love Zaka when he was in, in New Jersey. I like Zaka. He's in Boston. Zaka is not a number one. Their number one line right now reads JVR. 
He's about three years over the hill. Zaka and Pasta. That's a big load for Pasta. Then you got Charlie Coyle centering Rat and DeBrusque. The one thing we know about Charlie Coyle is he can't handle a lot of minutes. He's a great third-line center. When he moves into the deep end of the pool, it doesn't work so well. Now DeBrusque got his money. Who knows? You know we love the Rat. Then you got Morgan Geeky. Third line center. Eh. I like I like Frederick. They got they got Luch. I I don't know. I'm you know. And then is Hampus Lindholm going to be as good as he was last year? I don't really know. Shattenkirk Carlo's been kind of disappointing lately. Forbra. I love Grizz. I love Charlie Mack, but I think they lost. They lost. They lost some. Some. I, they lost Clifton. Lost some guys on me. Yeah. And then Allmark. And Swayman, is that tag team going to work again this year? I don't know. And Almond, they have to be shook up from last year. And I just think there's too many uh, too many variables. I think if Patty was still around, I think maybe things would be solved. But I, I don't. I think losing the way they did and losing <laughs> the top two centers, and then having you know some fragile goaltending, I just have them fifth. Fraser Smith at five. I have the Red Wings. And I love to bring it, obviously. Uh, Sprong, I think, helps him. Uh, Petri uh, helps a little bit. Uh, the Ghost is there. Uh, and I do like some of the – I mean, Cider is great. Uh, Larkin I love. Raymond. And I like Huso, too. Uh, I think they're not quite there yet, but I think they're on the rise. Uh, but I put them at five. Yeah, I'm with Joe. I, real quick – I'm sorry, real, real, real quick, Andy. I just think also uh, Stevie Y is going to be all in at the deadline. Like this is he's not waiting around anymore at all. If somebody's dangling, he's going to get him. Could I mean could could, could it be Patty Kane? Wow, well, that Patty would, Kane wouldn't that be great? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Andy. I'm saying I'm I'm with you that Boston's there. I think Boston might be the seventh best team, but I think they finish right there at uh, at five, just outside the playoffs. Um, I just don't think I, I don't think that that you can lose enough games with the offensive potency they have and the goaltending they have. But I also don't think you can win enough games with uh, the lack of depth. And, no, and again, I, tried, I, I just looked again to try and maybe pick Ottawa. Ottawa's center depth is so bad. It makes Boston look like an Olympic team. But, uh, again, like the, the cent, being, having centers is everything in this league. And to lose two – and do zilch, nothing. Not even trade for someone and pretend like you did a good job. It's crazy to me. So they're five. I have them out of the playoffs for the first time in a long time. At number six, I have their nemesis from last season, the Big Cat Florida Panthers. Um, You know, I just, I think losing Gudis was huge. You replace them with Kulikov and Oliver ekman Larson. I don't think so. Uh, Mark Stahl played incredible for them down the stretch last year. He's gone. Uh, Mikola, okay. I, I, I don't know their defense. I mean, they say Ekblad, excuse me, and Montour are going to be back beginning of the season. We shall see if that happens. And I think my ranking is wrong. But, you know, until they skate up and they're healthy, they're not in. Um, they got Erod to play next to Barkov and Reinhardt. You guys know where I stand on Erod. That's that's a disgrace to lose the Duke to them. Uh, Kachuk, how? I mean, can Kachuk completely carry this team again? I don't know. I, I you know Bennett. I like that line to him, Bennett and Verhage, but you know, I I just don't like 
the way the team did not come back with Gudis and some of the other guys. And I'm not sold on Bobo playing 82. I'm certainly not sold on Stolarz backing him up. I think I, I think they have a long road ahead. And, you know, they, they, they never start fast because it's always nice in Florida. And now these other teams are just better than them. It's, it's one thing to catch up to Buffalo and to pass Detroit when they're not as good as they are now. But now they are that good. And Boston's going to be needing to win games. So I think they have a... I think it's going to be much harder for them to start slow and then wake up and have Kachuk carry them the whole way. So I have them six. Okay, at six, I have the Senators. Uh, they got Kubelik. They got Vlad. I think that helps them. Chetron, uh they lost to Brinkett. Uh, Chetron will be there for the full season. And to Brinkett, losing him, uh, well, that's a lot of goals. Uh, Cam Talbot is out. Carpusal is their goalie. Uh, I think they're on the rise, too, but uh, still a little ways away. So I put them at six. Uh, I agree. I think they're at six. I, I really don't like Florida, as you can tell from, from, from the way I'm talking. Uh, for Ottawa, if they had one centerman, I might put them third. They just don't have anybody, I think. And then I like that Norris kid, but, I mean, he, he's your one. And was Shane Pinto, I mean, they just have nobody to play center. It's such an important position. I'd have them so much higher because I love their defensemen. Their winger depth is good too. I mean Brady Kachuk and um, and and, and Tarasenko, yeah, same Brady team. Kachuk, yeah. You know, uh, like this is this is a team. Claude Giroux, I know, not one of uh, Joe's favorites, but a veteran who's you know knows how to put up points in the regular season. Uh, you know, this is a decent team, but no one's going to win faceoffs. No one's going to occupy the center of the ice. And no one's going to be battling in the slot of to, to score goals, which is what you need. So they got to make a trade for one or two centers, and so do the Bruins. Well, Ottawa was trying to get rid of Pinto to get under the cap because Ottawa gave away so much. They, they had some of the worst deals in hockey. I, I have Ottawa seven. Um, you keep knocking their center depth Um doesn't Stutzla plays center though, right? So he's a very good hockey player. I didn't um, want to interrupt you on all your rants against. It was centers the last twenty minutes. He's listed, as, he's listed as a left winger on their roster. Uh, I mean, I, okay, I, I don't I, watch him enough to know, but I just know they have him listed as a left wing. I I, I thought that I, I thought that when I, I thought he did play wing. So, but then on what I was I was going off daily faceoff uh, yesterday when I was getting my together that he was Stutzel was in the middle so I I actually thought it was Norris as well as the number one center so all right we're even there uh yeah you know Brady Kachuk is awesome is Vlad really gonna play hard in Ottawa I mean is he have a Gumar up there <laughs> why did he mm-hmm. pick Ottawa <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> that is a good that, question uh yeah you know Claude you know Claude's Claude I'm I, I'm out on on Kubelik I love Kubelik when he was a young kid in, in Chicago but that ship sailed with me on Kubelik. Uh, their defense, is Chikrin going to play all 82? Chikrin hasn't played the full season since he was in midget hockey. Um, I think they gave Sanderson way too much money. I've never been big on Shabbat. And Corpusalo, I mean, can I can I have his agent? Has anyone been pretending to be a good goaltender that never really was than Jonas Corpusalo? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm always down in Ottawa. I always will be until they ever win anything. 
and there's no pressure because they just re-up the, you know, they just re-up the coach. So I, I don't know. I, I, I can think of, there's a few reasons to say, oh, it's going to be their years. Students is a year older and Brady can chuck some man and now they have Vlad. But you know what? Everyone else got better too. So stay in the frozen tundra of Ottawa. I don't think they got better the as much as break. the other two teams left stink. Like Ottawa just doesn't stink as bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think is kind of the line there. Go ahead, Fred. Well, call me crazy, but uh, I have the Bruins at seven. Uh, I just think you know uh, that the debacle after winning the President's Trophy, then they didn't do well. Uh, well, in the first round, they lost to a hot team, but still, they have great goalies. Uh, they're probably the best tandem uh, in the league, and and but they lost Bertuzzi, Taylor Hall, Feligno. Uh, you know, Bergeron is out, uh, Clifton they lost. Lost a lot of people, and uh, I just see them to be reeling a little bit. Not your typical Boston Bruin team. So I had them at way down at seven. Yeah, uh, I, I can see that. Yeah, I can losing see Taylor Hall was a sneaky big loss. He scored a lot of clutch goals yeah, for that team. Yeah, he did. Yeah, two centers, a veteran winger, two defensemen. They they lost a bunch and didn't replace uh, really anything. <laughs> Um, I wanted to have him that low. I think it was gutsy to put him that low. I, I, I kind of did have him that low for a second. Um, my seven team, and I'm blanking here because I just I, I, I clicked off my screen. Only have two left. I know it's not. Uh, oh, it's Florida. Um, uh, look, Bobrovsky, he has never been consistent. If you're an NFL kicker or an NHL goaltender, the one thing you have to be is consistent. There's a lot of guys that are pretty good. There's a lot of guys in, in sports that are pretty good at things. But if you're going to be a starting pitcher, there's certain things, especially in professional sports, where consistency is everything. And Bobrovsky's just never had it. Vesna year doesn't even get to start. Another Vesna year, Spencer Knight might beat him out, but he's got an OCD problem. He can't even you know, be in the league right now. He's in the player uh, assistance program, not for drugs and alcohol, but for uh, a mental issue. Uh, and again, I don't like that backup. Uh, Matthew Kachuk and Barkov need to both score like 130 points to get these teams into the playoffs. They need to pull a Leon and McDavid down there, and they're not Leon and McDavid. Nothing against them, but I just think that the Panthers are a whole lot of nothing. It was a, it was a neat story, and they had a lot of gas in the tank for that run, and a lot of passion. And Gudis is running around screaming. It was fun to watch, but I don't think it happens again. And as a matter of fact, I don't think they're very good at all. All right, uh, you know, I, I mean, I only put him one step. I only put him at six, but I, I do like Verhage. I like Bennett. I like Listerian. I like Lundell. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I, I think they have a little more depth. I just don't like their if Ekblad and Montour are any bit banged up. I don't like their defense. I don't like Stolarz. I mean, yeah, I I, 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 I like their forwards more than you do, but I certainly don't like their defense if Ekblad and Montour are out. I mean, I don't know why. Why'd they dig up Oliver Ekman Larson and Kulikov? I, I don't. I, that make, doesn't make sense to me. Uh, my eighth pick is the habitant of Montreal, the red, the rouge, black, and blue. Uh, they got Caulfield. They got Suzuki. Josh Anderson hasn't been traded yet. Uh, they, got, they still got Gallagher. I don't know. When you, when, I mean, they just stink. I'm sorry. I mean, they just do. Kirby Doc, I'm sorry you ended up there. What, what, what are they doing? Jake Allen and Monty Button, that's uh, the defense. I mean, Matheson's your number one D guy. 
they're 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 just no good. And it's Montreal. I, I, I Martin St. Louis. He's even even if he morphed into Toe Blake, they're still in eighth place. <laughs> I don't I don't know what they're doing up there. They're they're not building a winner. And and, and I like I like Suzuki and I like Caulfield. But they're not superstars, and that's literally all they got. Besides Wi-Fi winning some fights against Luch, that's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a great division for fighting. But I'll let you guys make your picks first. Well, I had him at eight too, uh, for all the reasons that you just mentioned. Uh, I do like Suzuki, Caulfield. I like too, uh, <clears throat> Gallagher. I like too, but they just don't have much. And Jake Allen, I don't know. Um, they just are at the bottom, in my book. I don't want to get ahead of conferences, but I think that they might be the worst team in the league. I think they might have the most uh, <laughs> the most lottery balls next year. I mean, they are rebuilding, and what really screwed them up was was something that was kind of crazy. Two and a half years ago, I can't remember, was it three now, when they decided to come back the year after COVID and have the Canadian division. Remember when they did that? Yep. And then all of a sudden, the Canadians made the finals. It screwed up everybody in the head up there to think that they were contenders for a couple of years. And instead of rolling back like they were and building like they were, they were like, will we go for it now? Well, no, because in a real world, in real divisions, when you got to play against Boston and you got to play, you know, against your rivals in equal amount of time and you have to go back across the border, you're not a team that can even make the playoffs, let alone the finals. So that year where they made the finals, there was a lot of amendment trading going on to keep them to look like, oh, we're going to be competitive. We're done rebuilding. They weren't done. And so now they got to rebuild again. So it's kind of like they built a house over the course of two and a half, three years, and they built it wrong. Now they got to build it again for another three years. I think that's right, Andy. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I want to put it all on um, saying Ken, I think Ken Hughes did a good job this summer, but they still aren't, gonna, aren't any better on paper or, and certainly on ice. Yeah, their only benefit is they don't. They have, their only benefit is they have Montembeau instead of the Smith and backup net. <laughs> That's the only thing they got right this summer. Yeah, they did. They got so at least they won't assets. lose those games. They got a lot of assets too. They got. I mean, it's clear they're rebuilding. How long will Montreal put up with a rebuild? Because again, that that Cup final, I guess, was a little bit of you know sedated them enough to not realize that this is now going to be the better part of. 10 years ever since price came they've been trying to figure this out i mean that's going back 13 14 years so it's like this has been a long time where the canadians have been floundering about yeah and 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 they you know they haven't other than caulfield am i missing something have they drafted someone that could change the fortune of this team you're that slavoski kid the kid from czech that you're, yeah, he, you're, how did he? Yeah, he's like he the third line guy. He's not. A, he's not. You know, the the steam came off him quick. Like Joe was saying, he's not ranked very high in the depth charts. He uh, played in the rookie camp. I did watch their game. Didn't notice him. Um, so I, you know, not, not to say that he had a bad game. I just didn't notice him. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I, I think that that Mark B's penchant for trading draft picks and then not drafting very well is a big part of uh, where they're at right now and. Uh, like I said, you know Kent Hughes and um, and what's his name uh, Groton or whatever, I can't, can't remember his name from the Rangers. They seem like they're in complete bottom out rebuild, and I just you hope the city uh, doesn't catch on fire uh, during this period of time. Well, that is the mecca of hockey, and for them to have a team that's in last place is not good. They're going to lose a lot of games this year. again. 
Yeah. Again, they haven't been they haven't been good since that Canadian division. Eddie's completely That's right. That's right. Uh, I, right. I would just want to switch focus for a second here. I mean, this is going to be the wild, wild west as far as heavyweight tilts coming through the pike. Because you know, our, uh, Toronto got Reeves. Buffalo, uh, to my knowledge, doesn't have a, a pure uh, pipe hitter. Tampa's got Geno. Uh, Detroit's got a couple guys that can throw them, uh, but not like dead on heavyweights. But then you got Luch in Boston. You have McEwen in Ottawa and Wi-Fi in Montreal. I mean, that's six six of eight teams. Got guys are going to throw them old school 80s style. That's going to be some fun hockey. Yeah, you got some big hitters there. No, yeah, it will be. And like, like you know, the people who, who complain about fighting going away and going away, the past three or four years, they can't. Statistically, it is back, and it doesn't look like it's shying away this year. Not as... Uh... It, I mean, that, and let's be honest, what was some of the only excitement in Montreal was Wi-Fi fighting. <laughs> it was yeah. probably the biggest story for Montreal this year was Wi-Fi, right? I mean, if you had to do an NHL yearbook, what was the one thing from each team? You remember the kid whose name you can't say who fought everybody. <laughs> yeah, and won most of the fights and brought some excitement to that team. Yeah. And he was like bagging groceries or something, like pull, pulling, you know, the, uh, you know, pulling the old, uh, he was, you know, unknown three weeks ago and now he's on the Canadians. Came out of nowhere. Every team had a shot at him. Uh, you know, so we shall see. I think I, by far this is the most ridiculous comp, uh, division because, I mean, literally, I, I, I think we all agreed Toronto's the best and we all mm-hmm. agreed Montreal's the worst. After that, we saw Frazier had Florida second, Andy had him seventh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, yeah. We, yeah. We, both had, we both had Frazier's team in the playoffs. Frazier didn't have his team in the playoffs. <laughs> you, had, you, had, you, yeah. you had Buffalo second. I had, you know, it was like, it was a whole mix match, and you really don't know. It is a tight division. Remember we said last week where there was that line um, kind of beneath the Penguins and the Rangers where it's like, okay, after this, the Metro might have some teams that can do something, but I didn't, no, no, nobody's making the playoffs. That line doesn't come in here until the Canadians. <laughs> I mean, the top seven teams in this division – I could see all of them in the playoffs. I'm not saying I like the Panthers, Bruins, or Sens to make it, but I could see it. It, it like it, the, the, there's a realm of possibility. Whereas you look over, you know, at uh, at the Atlantic or not the Atlantic, the Metro, and you see, uh, you know, Columbus and Philly down at the bottom, where there's you know absolutely no chance. There's like two Montreals there. So yeah, this division, that's where they got to play the games. It could end up completely flopped. Well, you've got three teams that are basically on the rebuild that have been on the rebuild who who are now coming into their own, you know, uh, and which one is going to really step up? Yeah, and, and you really don't know because the, the, the hungry youth, you know, maybe they got big heads in the summer. Maybe the Wings and the, and the, and the, and the Sens and the Sabres take steps back, and, and, and we are seeing Florida win a bunch of games. So th- this will be the most interesting division to watch, I think, for sure, for the fighting aspect and for the level of talent being pretty flat across the board. And Joe's right. It was hard to yeah. pick. It was hard to pick. And it really is. I mean, you know, and we've, we, we, all of us, you know, knocked Boston down a bit. And obviously they're probably not going to win a president's trophy. But, you know, we are, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, no, I don't think I've ever picked Boston in the eleven years of doing this show, not in the playoffs. Me too. I did last year, and they oh, did you? They, yeah, they yeah. had the best year in the history of the NHL. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So you know, it's it's just uh, 
And, and, and they're going to be, you know, and I'll tell you one person, that rat will not go down. That rat will not jump off that sinking ship. He will kill somebody before they don't make the playoffs. You know, <laughs> there'll be a homicide versus the Minnesota Wild. That's why I think he makes a good captain. He's got that heart, that energy. And bringing back Luch. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Boston, now that I'm thinking about it more, I'm talking myself into maybe moving them up further. But it's just, <laughs> it's just you know, again, I, I, I've said center depth probably 20 times uh, in this uh, <laughs> in this podcast. But it just goes back to if they had just one guy who was a number two, you know, you might pick him to win the division. But they just don't. I, I, I'll tell you what. To, to tell you the truth, Andy, I don't even mind. I, and now that I'm talking to myself in this. I don't even mind Zaka, the number one center, because I, I, I'm, I'm a Pavel Zaka fan. He played good for them. And I love pasta. But JVR on your number one line, what is this, 2016? Hmm. He hasn't looked good in five years. He's a, he's, he's a decent two way player that you like for depth protection on your first line. It's, you know. So he's a third line guy. He's a third line guy. You mentioned, right? uh, I mean, yeah. You mentioned Taylor Hall too. I think that is a loss for them. Yeah, like I said, they're like like Clifton. The losses were Clifton so too, ridiculous. Yeah. Kretschy, Bergeron, and and, yeah. and nothing. I, I'm I'm exaggerating and blanking a second. They did. They basically did nothing to alleviate any of that. Yeah, I mean, they really did nothing, and they, I mean, they got Luch to make everybody happy. Yeah, which will so when Luch comes out and Luch buries a couple guys, you you'll forget that you're you know th- three games under five hundred. <laughs> I forgot about uh, Krejci. Yeah, yeah, but like but like I just said, the Luch thing is is massive. Like like it'll keep Boston fans happy. They could st- Luch is going to be there. Oh yeah, like oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, and they love him. You know, new Luch jerseys have been printed probably in the sure. past two months. Sure, there's probably a whole factory in Massachusetts mm-hmm. just. Pumping out fanatics, Luch jerseys. Well, that's the good news there. I I love it. I'm so happy he went there. I mean, I, other than coming to Pittsburgh, Luch should go home. It's like it's like the end of a Benji movie. The dog <laughs> finds its way home. You know, Luch right. goes back home. Yep. It's like you know where he belongs. I mean, it, yeah. it, 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 it's going to be it's going to be electric when Luch comes out of that tunnel opening night. It's going to be electric. And uh, you know, I mean, is it. it it, it, for everything good that Shani did in Toronto, his defense still stinks. There's there's no way to build a complete team without getting rid of one of the big three, and don't and I'm not counting Nylander as one of the big four. There's just no way to do it, and I know you know Matthews just extended. They can't trade Tavares. He's the the, the kid of the town. Marner was their best player last year. So the infinite death loop that this Maple Leaf team is in <laughs> with their, you know, 45 million or whatever it is up front and four guys, it's going to crush them. I was surprised they uh, got rid of Luke Shen. Yeah, he's a depth guy that you'd love to keep. But again, you can't when you have over half the payroll in, you know, a third of your power play. Yeah. Well, well, you know, well, they paid, you know, Nashville paid a pretty penny to get them. You know, that's the bottom line is they weren't going to, they weren't going to match what Nashville paid, paid Luke. So he was went like to three million pastures. Yeah. And he was probably just sick of, uh, let's think of it, you know, he, he has his cups. 
he doesn't need the scrutiny of playing in Toronto. And that's and that's basic and, and and that's basically you know what the what the what the what the guy from St. Louis did. He's like, you know what? I came to Toronto. We didn't win. I don't need this next year. Oh, Riley. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and Riley had a uh, regular Riley, just not not the drop the O, just Morgan Riley. He had a great playoff. And I'm not going to pick on him as much as I used to because I thought he's really, really stepped up and good on him. Uh, total disappointment in McKay. He made a couple of big hits, but then he got worked over. He couldn't get the puck out. Brody, it was terrible. Klingberg, I mean, they got Klingberg. I, Klingberg in Dallas could have worn it, you know, could have possibly worn it. It was wearing the A, I believe. He's a possible Catholic headache. They went. They saw the writing on the wall with their contracts and having Hiskin in, so he got moved. Then he signs a seven million dollar deal. Doesn't doesn't happen for him. It doesn't make himself look better in Anaheim. Now he's in Toronto. What what's Toronto famous for? Ending defensemen's careers. <laughs> like he's not going any better than that. Geo is done, and Lilligren, You know he's he he's just like the least horrible guy like he's like the guy he didn't get crapped on because they they, they could pick on hall he's I just fine think the defense is terrible the lilligren is like one of their better defensemen and he's fine he's he's he's, he's one of those guys who's just you, you hope to not notice him you know what i mean he's like that level of a good defenseman just just solid and but yeah they don't have anything they like i say they got outscore so many problems and i think they will to to the point where they'll get into the playoffs in a nice seed but I still think you have to be crazy to pick him in seven versus almost anybody. Do you think Klingberg uh, adds something? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that – but here's the thing. Their power play was already great. The things he brought, they already had. The things he doesn't bring, they don't have. I, and, I, and nothing against Klingberg, but – and, again, maybe almost every team in the East is going with this up-tempo puck movers. That's who we Try, have. That's yeah. who we're bringing in. But uh, with them having, you know – so much grit up front now, there's none on the back end. Maybe that evens out. I don't know. They are grittier than they've ever been with the, with the bringing in Domi and I'm blanking on their other. Reeves. Uh, Reeves, and I think there's even a third player. Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi. yeah. They're way tougher on the front end than they've ever been. But, Joe, you're pointing out that they're as bad on defense as anyone in the conference. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, and I, I like the Campbell guy and then Lafferty and Reeves on the fourth line. I mean, they're stacked. They're, they have a decent fourth line because you know, I'm a big Samuel Lafferty guy. I It it just doesn't transfer to the back end. Samson's going to have to play great, although I do like the young kid in that uh, as a backup. Uh, they just need better play from McCade. They need better play from Brody. They need better play from Lindgren. And, you know, and Klingberg, if he can play pretty good, I think they'll get, they'll get a lot out of him. But I, I, I just I just look at like you know you look at the Metro, and the in the couple top teams in the Metro, they're way more sound. Even the Penguins and the Rangers are definitely more evened out and balanced. Even the Islanders are more evened out and balanced. Like it's 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 really like the next four or five teams on this list are all better balanced. In Toronto. Toronto just has an insane top nine. Yeah. I mean, and really, if you to take it down again, they really just have the best top six there really kind of is. And after that, they're, you know, they're just kind of a junkyard team. 
Now, Joe, you've yeah. already. And if Kalorn wasn't, tr- if Kalorn didn't leave, you'd pick Tampa Bay as the best top six. It was, yeah. I'm, sure. I, I'm yeah. not sold. Yeah. I, I like Willie. Johnny T just old, man. I know I love Johnny T, but I'll take Sorelli Hagel and Kalorn. And <laughs> Boyd. You know. Now, you've never been a Reeves fan, Joe. Uh, is that a bad acquisition for them? Obviously, it's a toughness thing, but uh, what, does that hurt him, help him? He's, he's not fake toughness because he's a real deal. He'll, he can beat you to death. But he's a fake toughness as it doesn't show up in reality because does he protect the stars? No one doesn't knock over Sid. No one doesn't run into Austin Matthews because of the way the game is today. Now, if you cheap shot Austin Matthews at center ice, you're going to be escorted off before Reeves is even there because Reeves is on the bench getting six minutes a game. Mm, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you're never going to you're never going to see you're never going to see Reeves unless you see him in the press box. You know, because uh, you're suspended and he's, and he's a healthy scratch. I he he's strong on his with the puck a little bit behind the net. But he doesn't. He'll go in and crush somebody two seconds a- after they get rid of the puck. You know, he doesn't have a shot. He doesn't really play in front of the net like some other big goon, like like Luch does. You know, he just kind of does. He'll go in if you're in the train tracks. He'll hit you, and if you line up and have a gentlemanly fight, he'll fight you. But in general, he's not really in the flow of the game, and he's such a distraction, and everything is about him. I just don't think a team this fragile need that in their locker room. You bring in Domi, you bring in Bertuzzi, there's the sandpaper you needed up front. Why not use that extra money for a serviceable defenseman? Good point. Instead of a guy Lou Shank could do all this. Exactly. Instead of a guy that you're gonna probably scratch when it means something. I mean I, I mean if we're being honest about it. If, he's scratched in every big playoff game, Andy. He might be scratched. <laughs> game, he's scratched. The Rangers weren't this deep yeah. up front. They had to play him at a certain point. The Leafs are this deep. The Leafs might need two injuries to get him in a playoff game. <laughs> when Gerard Gallant scratches you in a playoff game, you're worthless. <laughs> Six and seven. I I mean, no one loves the tough stuff more than Gerard Gallant. That's funny. No, but I mean, and and again, I think it's a pos. I, I think it's positive, but the money could have been spent better. That's what I, th- I th- do. I think Reeves hurts them. No, do I think it helps them a little bit? Sure. Do I think a defenseman that could play, you know, sixty-five, seventy games helps them a heck of a lot more? Yeah, I do. That's why I say. Wait, how do you think it's going? How do you think it's going to go over though? When, when you know, Austin Matthews scores his fiftieth goal, and Mitch Marner got his, you know. Now he's the all-time Leafs assist record leader. Well, where's all the uh, where's all the microphones in, in, from you know from Canadian television? Oh, it's all in the corner because Ryan Reeves got in a fight. He's Hulk Hogan. He's making a big deal. He sucks a lot of oxygen out of the room for a guy that doesn't really do anything positive except win a couple fights that don't really matter. That's all I say. He'll always be interviewed. He'll, you know, if someone if they don't want to be interviewed now, well, that's perfect. He can do all the interviews because no one likes to hear themselves talk. He should have been a professional wrestler, Reeves. He loves to fake. He loves to be in stage fights, and he loves to talk. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and and I think that another part of it is 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 
these guys keeping themselves likable. I mean, Ontario, especially the Hamilton area of Ontario, there's a lot of guys fixing their Harleys right now that have already got the Reeves tattoo, I'm sure. So, I mean, part of this was also appeasing the fans. There might be some games where our offense is anemic and we lose 3-1 to the Sens, but at least, you know, Reeves beat somebody up. I think that plays into it. But that's what I mean. That's what I don't see. Now, some of it is not his fault because the league has changed. And now, you, and he's the heavyweight champ, supposedly. You know, even though a couple guys have rung his bell, so he's not going to. When they're down three one, no one, no, no one has a chance to get their head kicked. Is like, yeah, I'll do the honors and fight you, Reeves. I get that, but how many times has he really changed momentum in a game that you've watched? And he was a Penguin, and he was a Ranger. I've seen him a lot play. He doesn't really change. You're never like, holy hell, look at that hit, like, like Luch. Or even like Bertuzzi or like Brady Kachuk or or Matthew Kachuk or Chris Kunitz or even like, you know, or, or Truba. You know, you, you never see that from him. That's all I'm saying. I don't need to spend an hour crapping on Ryan Reeves, but I you know, that's my point. I you know, I just I, I think I just think he he brings a he brings a lot. He's like, you know, he's like the opening or the feature guy that's in the green room of like, like commotion. He's not that good on stage. Reeves brings a lot he's, of drama, and he's not that great. He's planning where to go after the the show's over. <laughs> you know, he, yeah. he he's bringing in people from the crowd that are cool. <laughs> they got some bags on them. He's he's that guy. Yeah, no, and they they even said that like that that was part of when they brought him in. They're like he's a great team guy. Reeves is known to be the party planner, which I didn't know that an NHL team needed one. But I guess they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah they don't. There's like one. There's like one guy that tells the rookies where to go. Is I guess more essentially what it is. Um, but you know, I don't know. He, he's never planned a Stanley Cup party. I know that. <laughs> well, I agree with keeping. They should have kept Luke Shen, and and there you got a defenseman who's also a tough guy. Yeah, just make something serviceable. I I I think that the the roster spot and the millions of dollars being wasted on a tough guy. If if those days aren't over already, then Reeves is going to be the last one to end them. He, he certainly is. Oh, you know what's funny is uh, is uh, Ross the boss. He's uh, he he's the odd man out probably on Long Island. So you could you get him for you know a million bucks. Yeah, yeah. you could get a he's lot of big guys. Yeah, that's right. That would have been a good pick. That could stand in there and I fight. Love- you know, twenty times a year if they needed to. Twenty is a lot. Ten times a year if they needed to. To pay a guy over seven hundred thousand to do it, I think it's just an archaic thought, and it has been for a decade. All righty. Um, Joe Bartnick, I will be at, you guys know that, too many videos, too many Collins. I will be, it's Soul Joel's Thursday night, Side Splitters Friday night, two shows, get your tickets, Tampa. Come on, Lightning fans. We just talked Lightning Hockey on Mike Calta's show. It was great being with him. And then Saturday in New York City, I'll be at New York Comedy Club, a couple shows in the stand. So come see me at those great venues. I will be at the Comedy and Magic Club on Saturday night down in Hermosa Beach. And once again, congratulations, Joe, on the special. It looks fantastic. That's going to be so great for you. Yeah, I'll just be hanging out locally, third wheel. But again, Joe, you know, it's it's, it's a big deal to get a special up. And uh, like I said, I've never read a a YouTube where it was mostly positive. Usually, Uh, Oh, well, you should see some of my... 
Instagram. <laughs> uh, it's a great special. I can, Joe. I can show you a lot of negativity. Great, great special. <laughs> even, even even Bill said, "Ah, you don't worry about that." Like, I don't. But yeah, so they, they come in hard and heavy. And it, yeah. <laughs> they come in harder than they come in harder than Reeves in the three one game. I'll tell you that. They didn't come in any harder than Andy's check though in the in the special. <laughs> oh, he was yeah, yeah. Like the try. That yeah, almost yeah, that that almost cost his whole organization a lot of money. Oh, oh man, <laughs> he almost caught me real one time. All right, guys. Well, uh, we want to thank our producer Aaron. Uh, and Joe Bartnick uh, have great shows there in New York. Andy Picaro, Fraser Smith, we are Puck Off. We are out.